Hi everybody, welcome to Respectfully Disagree. This week we're talking about Indian feminism in mainstream media. And uh, for this episode spe- especially, we have Renaissance woman Gul Khan, who's a director, producer and writer, who's most recently uh, created this Amazon miniseries called Badi Heroine Banti Hai. Please check it out. And uh, we're discussing feminism in mainstream media with her, whether it's diluted, whether it's impactful, what her thoughts are. Hello, Gul. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much. I had so much fun with you guys last time. I'm just really looking forward for this discussion again. <laughs> um, to start off with, uh, I want to ask a general question to the both of you. When you, think, when you think of Indian feminism in media, what do you think of? Like what, uh, what movie or what show comes to mind? Neha, you have to introduce yourself, na? I do this every time. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Neha, by the way. Yes, so what do I think of? Actually, I think of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like one particular movie or one particular TV show that uh, comes to mind because I feel like there's there's way too much yeah. uh, content which we now yeah. call feminist content. Uh but I think maybe uh, some of the first things, actually we discussed this last time also, and about how, uh, you know, like feminist threads that you recognize in retrospect, maybe for me happened with Indian TV soaps, because I used to watch a lot of them growing up. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think there were those strands, and I remember discussing it, we, us discussing it last time, Gul, like a character like Zoya uh, from uh, Kabul Hair, the TV show, who would otherwise yeah. probably be portrayed as a villain or a vamp in mm-hmm. the more traditional older TV shows where somebody was seen as the heroine and you know who could wear jeans and who could question and who could be rebellious and uh, yeah so I think what's more exciting to me is when we look back and we find these little like threads of feminism in um, all of these different shows and now I feel like I see it a lot more so just taking one name uh, feels a bit difficult growing up yeah Yeah. so I mean you know obviously we have grown up in different eras (laughs) (laughs) and uh, interestingly in different countries so I grew up my early childhood was in Iran oh wow I have such a mixed perspective on feminism that it is now I feel like you know earlier we did not have words how to explain or whatever so uh, they had television in the 80s they had television in the 70s as well Hmm. so they used to dub the American shows so there was a show called the bionic women I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but it was a superhero woman. Yeah. Okay, so I was exposed to a superhero woman jumping from one building to another and, you know, beating the whole crowd of people at a very young age. <laughs> so, so it is like, you know, it was, it was really amazing because now in retrospect, it seems amazing because at that time I was just watching TV as a child, right? Yeah. yeah. So I remember me and my friends and all that we used to and there was to be this music da, 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 and she would jump so we would like, <laughs> stand on the table me and my friends and we would just do da, 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 and jump <laughs> so uh, in retrospect yes I, that was a, like a big impression to see a action superhero woman which is etched in my mind imagine even like even now so it, it was, I think it, it had a great impact. And then we used to keep coming back to India in holidays. So there, there was a mm. show called Rajni I really used to love. Right. And, mm. you know, in retrospect, now you think of it, it was so amazing. And it had all the right things about it, right? Because the minute you talk about a 
female detective or something the first thing we do is shed her femininity yeah yeah, yeah. whereas if you remember rajni she used to be cutting vegetables on her table wearing a sari looking gorgeous priya tendulkar and solving murder mysteries i think it was just so amazing and so well balanced yeah absolutely it's i mean that sounds yeah, amazing and i love like those it. two examples yeah <laughs> and such diverse diversity also in them i think that's such a lovely point and yeah. i really think that's where media can come in to create an emotional and that's what it does do right it creates an emotional yeah. resonance a connection with what even feminism means and identifying actually the ways yeah. in which uh, you might even unknowingly be embodying what it means to be a feminist or be kind of grappling with ideas of feminism also yeah. i think media gives you uh, especially gul when you spoke about how you were just living in that situation and weren't analyzing it right i feel yeah. like pieces of media that honestly and emotionally capture these stories they also give you a way to articulate your own feeling yeah in yeah. a way where if you see a character or a storyline that resonates with you it doesn't matter really what their milieu is if the emotional core is the same it helps you articulate your feelings and you understand that okay this is something that is valid and okay and that's yes. really powerful yes because see when i said like like you were talking about uh, draw, getting inspired by characters there's there's a reverse of it also like you know that i all the things that i thought emotionally affected me i put in my characters like for instance zoya yeah zoya was fighting about wearing jeans it sounds so small and so ridiculous at times but it is not yeah. you know like your right to wear what you want is not a small thing it can it can really ruin your like your mood your relationship with your parents yeah. so zoya's you know fought for that that it is not something small my right to wear jeans i'm not even saying that mai ye pehen ke market mein jaungi you know mujhe short skirt pehen jeans i just want to wear jeans like anika mm-hmm. from ishqbal she used to say ke uh, i won't take uh, on any other surname yeah which again is a you know it sounds like a a lot of people think it's a petty thing but i i think it's a very very big thing absolutely i think it means so much right and i think because it begins from there like what your name is and yeah. we know stories of how our i mean in in my sort of strata and where i belong to like how grandmothers change their names after yeah. marriage and sometimes you only realize many years later hey you know actually her name was something else this yeah. was not even her given name at birth so yes yes it it has it it goes to the core of your identity i think so that's yeah. such an important it's issue. such an important thing but you know like i've had people i've i've known couples who would fight over this and you know imagine like you have to fight i, I mean you know i get when i think about it i get so uh, emotionally upset about this because we have to fight about what we want to wear yeah. we have to fight about what we have to name ourselves we have to fight about what we think about sex we have to fight about can we control our body can we have an abortion i mean it's just insane that even in 2024 we are discussing we are i mean you know we are discussing the same things that in that there's written in a book in 1759 yeah that do we have a right on our bodies and minds or not actually going to this i wanted to uh... ask the same question like what we'd been discussing you spoke about how you know her fighting to wear jeans is such a small thing but again we know that there are so many other fights and now 
some parts of the conversation have evolved to the fact to the point where of course on this podcast also we've had that where we discuss like politics of dating apps but then there's also in the same country there are women that still have to fight for the right to like for them to wear jeans yeah. right so as a creator how do you sort of define what like your character's feminism is and where does that start see as a creator that's why i was come uh, you know like if you uh, see the kind of things again uh, in popular culture keeping the subject very um, young and love story driven and you know family drama but keeping this as an undercurrent for example if i tell you about chikki she was the heroine of this web series on hotstar ashikana so you know like a lot of these things which i tried to when i wrote her like for instance she had she was very open about her sexuality and her sexual desires yeah. like the guy you know she initiated the case and she kind of introduced him to bdsm which we have not really see i mean bordering to we did not go because it not too much but at least she used the word and there was a scene where she ties him up to the bed yeah and she was not ashamed of all this and when someone tried to shame her for this which which we used in the show as the hero and she's like hey, what is this you know like the uh, girls don't have desire yeah and she would always wear a backless blouse and when the mother in law her boyfriend's uh, dadi told her that you know how can you wear this backless blouse now you can change and she says why i have a, i have a great body and i want to show my body and i work hard for making my body sexy and i'm not going to be ashamed of it yeah so which you know these are elements which i think we have never really seen that much in popular culture where you are so openly owning your sexuality and she questioned a lot of plethora of question, you know like feminist elements like when she started seeing this guy yash and she they kissed for the first time yash goes into a moral crisis and he discusses with his brother that oh my god like we did everything but i haven't told her that i love her Yeah. which is which is the popular thing we have grown up watching right in all yeah. the series and all the movies and then then when he tells her she's like dude like you know hold on just because i kissed you that does not mean i love you yeah. now heroine saying that i think it's a big leap yeah big leap of faith and she kind of tells him that we need to know each other first we need to we are in a like stage love yeah. will come much later love is a very serious proposition and through her teaching the hero who was changing along with her i think we tackle you know the way i wrote chikki i was i was most excited about her because at one point of time he proposes to her and he goes down on his knees and he says i love you and all that and uh, will you marry me and she says i love you to death but i can't marry you and he is like you know he he just couldn't understand and then she explained that in your house women are supposed to give up their careers after they get married and stay at home and you know give kids to the family and i am not that person yeah. and that does not mean that i don't love you i love you i can die for you i'll take a bullet for you right now this very second but i am not giving up my career and i cannot ask you to leave your family yeah. so you know these are such complicated moral dilemmas which we handled with chikki yeah where we all come at a point where you have to choose between your career and your marriage which i think is so so damn unfair yeah. on women 
Absolutely. And you know, I feel a lot of the time still, this is even made visible. Where again, I think films and TV shows can play such a big role in that. That a lot of the times men can go their entire lives yeah, yeah. without realizing that it's yeah. such a big challenge. Or like, and it's sometimes it's not even in, un, you know, sometimes it's it's how human beings are, right? Like we don't necessarily look outside of our own issues or we really see the world through our own lens and there's enough of complications with that. So you can go your whole life not even realizing that, hey, this is such a big challenge or this is such a big task, still something forces you to like reckon with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's what entitlement is, right? You yeah. don't realize you're entitled. You're just going through your life thinking that this is how life is. See, the moral arithmetic of feminism, there's a moral arithmetic of patriarchy and feminism, which we are, which is a complicated arithmetic, and it is not binary. So, finding an answer is not binary. They are wrong. We are right. We are right. Yeah. They are wrong. And that is what is happening. People are struggling, yeah. and I, my heart goes out for them. You know, because we are not being able to find the balance between it. Yeah. Because, for instance, like if say, बहुत heroine बनती है. For instance, Kajal is there, the heroine who leaves. Who breaks her engagement and she comes to Bombay because she's ambitious. Yeah. And she wants to do something. Now, her family is suffering because her family is still in the small town. Mm. And the breaking of the relationship and the engagement, uske mummy ko aake sab baate sunate. Because of it, the mother is unwell. Because you cannot be so disconnected. Na, aapki mummy ki tabbat kharaab hai. Aapki wajay se, if she's going through something, obviously you will be affected. Yeah. So you are already carrying, if you are ambitious or, you know, like if a woman is ambitious and if she desires her basic right of freedom, she has to live in the guilt yeah. and which is so unfair to carry that burden, not to mention the glass ceiling that we face. If you guilt ka burden, now there's a glass ceiling here. So when Kajal comes over here, everybody judges her. Everybody makes fun of her. The hero thinks of her as a gold digger. So because the minute a woman wants a career and money, she becomes a gold digger. Yeah. When a man wants career and money, he's the amazing marriage material. <laughs> he's just ambitious. He's so brilliantly ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> very curious about this thing and sort of touching on Neha what you brought up earlier that as a creator how do you balance what your target audience wants or where they are at versus where your feminism is at because I'm sure there are conversations with channels platforms teams where you know I, I, I don't know if you've ever been told hey we're not ready for this this is too much um, or you know you have to push back or even in the universes that you're constructing you are kind of uh, constrained by the audiences. Does that ever happen or do you feel yes, like there's yes, a lot yes. of space? No, there's a, it happens very often. And interestingly, uh, most of these characters like say Chikki and Kajal, they are on the web space. Mm. Yeah. So I have more uh, you know, latitude in terms of how far I can push their envelopes. Mm. Can't do this on TV. On TV also, like, you, know, you, have to be very, very, you have to be very balanced. Like, you know, like for instance, Anika, who was in Ishkbaz, although the show was extremely popular, and there's this thing called, um, which measures the popular characters of India, ki India ka sabse favorite kone, hmm. you know? So, Shivai always used to trump Anika, who was the hero. Hmm. Yeah. 
बिकॉज अनिका वॉज द रेवोल्यूशनरी शिवाय वॉज वेरी ट्रेडिशनल मैं घर पे रहूंगा अपने भाइयों का ख्याल रखूंगा आई विल टेक केयर ऑफ इवन माई सौतेला भाई आई विल प्रे ही वॉज ट्रेडिशनल ही टुक द फैमिली बिजनेस फॉरवर्ड ही एंड अनिका वॉज द वन हुज टू क्वेश्चन एवरी थिंग शी वॉज वन गर्ल हु डिड नॉट नो हाउ टू कुक she never entered the kitchen she did not want to take her husband's surname she was one of the first heroine who said ki main shaadi ke baad saadi kyun pehne yeah so although the show was extremely popular the most popular character was shivaya not anika yeah so one has to be ready for that you know that you, it will always have some you might you know it will not be the top of the charts that because if you are going against a certain system you will be met with some resistance so i have to be mentally prepared for that <laughs> <laughs> i was just wondering i mean since of course you have this prolific career behind you and you've sort of again towed the line is it easier now to pitch characters as feminist now that the language has evolved a little bit or is that just in certain pockets like can you call a character outwardly feminist now you could you could see you could and a lot of people are doing it now or is it just lip service now or are they really feminist characters then see some of the characters are really feminist characters okay it's uh, they can't be lip service not always some of them are because you know there's this to be honest that you know you want to and which is a reflection of life by the way good feminism and bad feminism also no so ye jo lip service hai ye maine dekha hai ye asli zindagi mein bhi hoti hai like i i i meet a lot of women who say oh, i want to do this and i want to do that and i want to do this and the minute you get a settled guy you forget all that <laughs> <laughs> so that reflects in the tv shows also there are a lot of girls who are talking about i want to become this i want to become that but then when they get married their marriage becomes their top priority and that that is a real and real problem it exists in both the zones Yeah I think that's so true you know like yeah. and I think it's something that um I also struggle with right especially when you're I think in your college years and your early 20s like you feel like you can take on the world and yeah. there's also not as much accountability to what does it mean to stand by your principles because I think the stakes are lower for any kind of rebellion yeah. or revolt or whatever and as you grow older you find yourself kind of at that juncture where you have to make important personal and professional choices which then yeah. really speak to your feminism and like what does that mean and i think that's so true um about lip service and where we even find ourselves falling short you yeah. know because i felt that with myself a lot for instance so yeah that is a real dilemma i'm uh, actually really curious about both of your opinion about this particular topic do you think wanting like a pers- a woman's ambition being to just get settled down and marry a stable guy do you think that's unfeminist or like lesser in on the feminism scale does that make the woman less of a feminist neha you want to answer that first i mean i i have i do have my personal opinion <laughs> where of course in my head i think in theory i think it's not like it makes sense but also i guess that's where the emotional conflict is where i would never choose that and i think a part of me would judge someone for doing that but i i also do know that everyone does have their own choice and that's okay to choose okay so i have a very uh, a very strong opinion on that because obviously as we say everybody has a choice but i really want to meet a woman 
who would tell her son that he can grow up and choose to be either a engineer, <laughs> doctor, or a home taker, home caretaker. Yeah. It's not going to happen, right? Yeah. So if you are not going to give your son that choice, I think we should stop pretending that it's a choice for women. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to believe that it is a choice, but how is it a choice? I mean, would you, would, I have never met a woman like that. Who would tell your son that you can grow up and doctor or engineer or homemaker? Keep your mind on home. It doesn't but they're all in reverse. When a woman decides to give up her career and take care of the house, appreciation. Yeah. We applaud her. Yeah. We say, wow, we put her on a pedestal. Now, how is this a choice? It will only be a choice when it will be equal And that pedestal and itself is also quite a weak one where it's just for saying, but I, I don't think anyone would go out of their way. Like, it's not truly an equal choice because... If a woman chooses not, to be a homemaker, it is not. Huh? It is not. It's not an equal. Yeah, yeah, her life doesn't change. She is still sort of in service to the family. You know, Google that brings up an interesting point in how it reflects in like feminism and in the mainstream yeah. media also, which is that do you feel that, and especially since you brought up the example of Rajni as well, right? Do you feel that in the seventies and eighties and uh, you know early nineties in parallel cinema um, and TV in a sense? Do you feel like those narratives were actually more empowered with like the feminist narratives and in some ways we're regressing today because even like your biggest blockbuster hits are, I mean, I hate to use it, it's now become like, you yeah, know, that, know. That, but animal <laughs> yeah. has to be brought up, it's become like that thing, that yeah. Voldemort type, but yeah. it's inevitably said everywhere. But you know, your biggest hits or even like a RRR for that matter yeah. or a Bahubali, like these kind of blockbusters where there's very little space Correct. for actually women characters even a pathan for that matter even a yeah. pathan or yeah a... even a pathan for that matter yeah yeah so do you actually yeah. feel like we're regressing in some ways i don't think we're really regressing but we are progressing very slowly <laughs> <laughs> and there is this uh, strange offshoot of different kind of feminism which i personally find a bit uh, what should i say strange because you know uh, there's so many things sometimes when I see that if you want to show a flawed character of a woman somehow people are confusing a flawed character with with us fighting for our fundamental rights you know like some all the movies or the web series where you see I mean there's some really great movies that have been made in uh, like feminist movies we'll talk about them later but say some of these shows where you you know, women are having sex and then coming back to their own wedding or honey trapping men. Yeah. And, you know, a flawed character does not mean that you leave your moral compass at home. We have had an angry young man in the 80s. Mr. Bachchan was there. We had a film like Ghatak and Ghayal where you're killing the whole world. But your moral compass is in place. Yeah. You know, you are not... Uh, two-timing someone and saying this is who I am just deal with it yeah. you're not honey trapping a young boy and saying and then playing the victim yeah you know the problem is that you can make flawed characters but if you want to make feminist characters there has to be a sense of responsibility yeah 
यू कैन नॉट लीव द मॉरल कंपास समवेयर बिहाइंड एंड से कि दिस इज एंड देन देन इट बिकम्स सिमिलर टू यू नो द वॉल्डमोर्ट दैट वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट ऑल द यू नो दैट देयर वर सम एलिमेंट्स व्हिच आर रियली लवली इन दैट फिल्म शॉट वेल द म्यूजिक इज अमेजिंग बट दिस इज द दिस इज द प्रॉब्लम राइट दैट आई एम फ्लो आई एम दिस डील विद मी आई एम लाइक दिस एक्सेप्ट सो इट इज नॉट जस्ट एनिमल इट इज हैपनिंग विद अ लॉट ऑफ फेमिनिस्ट शोज आल्सो या you know cool you that's such an interesting point because yeah. i've never actually thought of it from that perspective um and i'm actually wondering you know cuz just thinking out loud with you that how do you draw the line because i also really enjoy flawed women characters and i think fleabag is like the epitome yeah. of like you know the example we give that this is a flaw like and 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 phoebe waller-bridge also says that it's it's flawed like she's not saying this is a feminist show yeah. or this is a you know and and yeah. she makes that that dialogue which has been misunderstood a lot but like you as she says i wonder if i would be such a feminist <laughs> if i had bigger tits you know and that has been misquoted on social media yeah. and misused but actually that's making an ironic commentary herself and reflecting right. on you know her complexity and her insecurities and where it comes from so what do you make of a character like that and how do you draw the line like where do you think a flawed character can work as like a broader you know like letting women do the things that we haven't seen on screen versus where do you think it becomes problematic and actually takes us back you see know, it's like the that. it's the same uh, problem that we have with the you know like we have with animal it's exactly the same problem because for instance like i mean i mean this is just my personal opinion that if you see a flawed character who would have sex with someone and record it and then release that videotape and then get married to that person and then you want to you have divorced that person then you're dating someone else but you want the bungalow so you sleep with that person again yeah. and then the person you're dating has an objection to that and then you say ke these are my children yeah how you know so that is a bit problematic for me that but you know uh, you can be flawed that's what i'm saying you can be like you know like dexter was flawed mm. i mean he was killing people for god's sake <laughs> you know but still despite being a serial killer because he was the hero because he was the hero there was a moral compass given to him yeah, yeah. so he- even when you are talking about the hero or the heroine or the main main protagonist of your story even if he is a serial killer there is a moral compass that's where you draw the line and it's interesting you know goal because in the example that you bring up it's crazy if we describe it without taking names yeah. that hey that's the trajectory that this character has i think yeah. what makes it even more like interesting is that it's set up in a show which really kind of uh, projects itself as a morally progressive show right because yeah. the whole idea is that in every episode you are dealing with a particular feminist issue which comes up in the context of marriage and this lead character is actually fighting yeah. against yeah. regressive issues of society so it's interesting that it's also set up in a framework not where everything is flawed and like you know but yeah. where 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 it is preachy in a sense Correct. right and i don't yeah. necessarily mean that in a bad way uh, but yeah. it has a moral message so to speak um but also i'm wondering what are these sort of flawed characters that you enjoy like a flawed female character you mentioned dexter and shishti of course you mentioned fleabag do you all have any others that that you consider flawed and you still enjoy them i mean piku was one who piku piku right <laughs> yeah she was crazy right she yeah. was really ditty and she she was 
flawed in her own cute little way. Yeah. yeah. But Pico, see again, but her, please don't say but, <laughs> but Pico is still quite uh, likable, right? I'm asking about like more unlikable characters because again, men get a lot of those, and this is one of my personal like issues with these sort of. Uh, I, yeah, and I, that is exactly the discussion, right? Because yeah. we are not creating likable, flawed characters for women. We are going haywire. Yeah, we are going haywire. Like for instance, without taking names, if you know, there's an elderly woman who is pretending to be a younger girl, and she is honey trapping a younger boy, and when the younger boy meets her and he he is upset about it, the victim is not the woman. Yeah. Can you reverse this and think yeah. if there is a 60-year-old uncle who's trying to honey trap a 16-year-old girl and then he she figures out it is an you know elderly man can we ever think of the man as a victim? But but we are trying to say that the, here the woman is a victim. So we are not we are not creating endearingly flawed characters for women. We are just you know going in a slightly off tangent way and one another thing that i have you know i i personally again that's my personal opinion you can people can counter that or not agree respectfully disagree that the minute you show a, a woman with agency she's not having sex all the time <laughs> i mean where did this element come from but well i think there is a certain i mean i know personally a lot of women for whom that is again to provide some context that was one of their freedoms that was curtailed the most and now it that is, is yes it is one of the freedom that is curtailed but i'm saying when we are putting it on screen and we are right, to, right. you know there, there's a certain stereotype that if you are if you have an agency you you're wearing less clothes and you're sleeping around and that is hurting uh the larger you know agenda of feminism i feel and there is a way to do that stereotype well i feel like even with of course, these uh, of course. there there and are I multiple i personally done that with kushi yeah. with chikki yeah she was ambitious she she you know did not feel that you know there's some string attached to having a physical relationship she loved showing off her body she thought she was sexy she was in control of her sexuality I think the trick is to also make the characters people, right? The minute they become just that, the minute yeah, they become just exactly. this character that sleeps around, then it's an issue. But if this is a character with, again, other hopes and dreams and things to do and motivations yeah, and there, like there, there humans, so many things, you know. Yeah. Like, and we have had some. So, actually, we have had great films. There was Queen. There was Piku. There was Pink. Uh, Gangubai. There, you know, there's women with agency. doing so many uh, things that one could aspire for i was wondering while you were saying this girl and these are all the main characters right that you're talking about and since yeah. the story is focused around them i was wondering how you write the more sort of side characters in the sense that of course there is i mean it is ideal to also have a few female characters that are opposing our one ambitious girl right Yeah. and these more regressive characters so how do you draw the line of again not making them so regressive that that itself becomes a thing versus making them also the same level of sort of feminist as her how do you sort of write those uh, are you asking how i how i conceive a regressive character 
yeah re- regressive yeah. character that is sort of um Likeable. i guess in fights with the main character herself okay, so so see uh, it's a very interesting question very interesting question because i have thought about it a lot when i write and uh, you know i i always feel that being regressive is not being evil and uh, of all the one of the most regressive person i know was my mother and obviously i loved her <laughs> so you know every time i do conceive a regressive person there is all i generally try to give that person a more personality rather than just being unidimensional like for instance uh, i'll give you the example of uh, ashikana the dadi yash's dadi was most aggressive she was so hardcore patriarchal and she made all her bahus cover her head and all that but when i went deep dived into her heart i was with her when i was writing with her because she was from a family of cops and she lost her husband and she lost her husband and she lost her father and she lost her son then she lost her elder grandson so she was hyper paranoid about losing people and she had come from a small town and her daughter-in-law had had an affair because of which her son uh, grandson had committed suicide so from her point of view she was trying to protect her family by getting very traditional bahus so when we went with her when we went to her scenes and when she cried you were with her so therefore when you know when she was standing against chikki they both looked right in their own way and a lot of people i mean i could really identify with both the characters because everybody's reality is different and it is it's not nice to judge someone on their face value we don't know where they are coming from what are their traumas what that person has gone through to want this today you know so you have to be uh, non judgmental about the the people we think who are not feminists that's why you know nobody generally makes their hero chauvinists yeah because it's a very tough thing to do because you have to make your hero loved and you have to make him chauvinist and then how the heroine will impact him but i have tried that a couple of times it was very difficult but also very interesting in this realm of feminism because it's very easy to make a feminist hero and it is very difficult to make a chauvinistic hero likable and that is what the world is made of so uh, that gives us a chance to deep dive into his psyche and understand why is he like this and what are his good qualities and how to deal with it that's so i think it's so incredible to hear you say that because i mean even as even as you've been like talking about the sole thing of how do you write yeah regressive quote unquote regressive characters i think really like empathy is such a big and self reflexiveness is such a big part of at least what i understand to be feminism so it feels like centering that in storytelling yeah. is really so so important to also make it truly intersectional right because then you approach every person with that same kind of empathy and the same yeah. willingness to understand yeah yeah you really have to because you know like i said that the, we don't know other person's reality and what we might judge as someone for being are ye to housewife ban gayi we don't know their reality 
but at, but at the same time we have to look at the larger picture it is such a complex thing and and it is ever evolving you know you have to uh, be you have to let yourself be open minded and accept that you have done mistakes and you could do mistake in future and try to correct it um i remember reading this quote somewhere i think uh, somebody had asked this very successful working woman how she balances her like home and work and everything yeah and she she pointed out that this is first of all a really ridiculous question to ask her no one asks her husband this but she did give a very interesting metaphor that i find applies to a lot of places where she talked about like it is juggling but not all of the uh, balls that you are juggling are the same like some are glass some are rubber so yeah. you will always drop something so i feel like in this empathy feminism discourse also i feel that a lot where you cannot hyper empathize with somebody that's regressive or you know even if yeah. it's family because then you are curtailing your own independence but you cannot also yeah. be selfish so you have to figure out what what is the bigger battle there because okay my want to go to college is a glass ball and that if it falls it will shatter that i have to fight for but yes if mom wants me to go visit a relative that i don't particularly like or that is a little bit regressive it's okay i'll do it because it's my mom and i want her to be happy you know uh, very well put and a good analogy it's basically you know you choose your battles yeah because if you keep fighting all the time your life is going to be ruined <laughs> you know i had asked a, a friend of mine who's a poet yeah to write a poetry or uh, for this podcast oh that's so sweet yeah he, his name is divyanidhi sharma he's a writer poet so about because every time we talk about feminism we kind of see that most of the direction it takes is about hating men yeah and so i requested him if he could write a poetry in a very nice you know so we, how we can address this in a poetic way so i'll read out this poetry for both of you because this he has written for your podcast wow Should this I? is a first yes yeah, please please so it goes like this lakho hazaro salo se ek jang hai galat khayalon se ye jang hai duniya sari se ye jang hai char deewaron se har ek zakhm se ladna hai har ek kharoch se ladna hai ye jang nahi hai mardon se humko to soch se ladna Wow, that's wow. absolutely beautiful. That is amazing. That's by Divya Nidhi Sharma. Thank you, thank you so much. That's amazing and so so well yeah. said. I think yeah. and that kind of sums up the whole ethos of uh, yeah. even the podcast. Definitely, right? definitely. Se lade, logo se nahi. It's yeah. more about yeah. thinking how we can change. Yeah. And like you said, goal everybody can change. You know, like yeah. it's within us, within others, within we have to fight the mentality, yeah. not not the, the men. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um Gul actually we have a new segment on our podcast now where at okay. the end of the podcast we ask uh, each other and our guests um we present them with a situation essentially it is who would you uh, invite for a dinner party at um, okay. this week and then every week we come up with a new person that we are inspired by excited by want to talk to over dinner so please take the stage it can be living dead fictional historical anything yeah we're a big fan of spirits at the table yeah. so <laughs> okay yeah, why don't you guys go first who would you like to invite um 
you know i i don't mind a, t- a full table of like uh women producers like i think yeah. starting with you gol you know so sort of everybody else in the industry yeah. here and globally to kind of just have them together and just listen to like what have their experiences been yeah. from vintananda to shonda rhimes to gunit monga to ekta yeah. like everybody across you know very different genres very different things but just to understand like yeah. what has their journey been in the context of this conversation i feel like yeah. uh yeah that would have to be a really large dinner table but <laughs> like i i picked that whole part <laughs> okay that i didn't know that dinner table could be so large i thought it would be one person <laughs> no no it <laughs> it has to be one person but i did the whole compound yeah, yeah, yeah. thing <laughs> it can be it can be actually my answer was also a group this time because i was dis- a group as in i was thinking about my uh, feminist influences growing up and one of the strongest memories also because i used to play hockey in school was chakde india and i would love to have the chakde india team the characters without kabir oh. khan just all of the girls and like talk about their journeys and how they've been and how their relationship has evolved and also how that felt man but not the actors last, the characters no the characters the characters mm-hmm. themselves So if you talk about characters one of my one of the most favorite characters is Elizabeth and Darcy and I would like love to meet Lizzie more because <laughs> because surviving in that era with that kind of fire in her must have been so difficult and I'm sure we can learn so many things definitely yeah, yeah. I recently saw a re-reading Pride and Prejudice actually oh. <laughs> so have that at my bedside table <laughs> Okay guys and now we get to our uh, now I, I know I said audience uh, sorry dinner party was my favorite segment but now to today this is my favorite <laughs> segment because a lot of you commented and it's amazing so uh and one of the comments is about that no? yes yes actually i'm going to talk about that one first Mr Sanket Malik says commenting just because Neha appreciates it so much you guys sound lovely cheers cheers <laughs> right back at you man You know what I think you also join our dinner with the <laughs> Chuck the India girls thank you so much that's really with sweet characters uh, yeah with with the Chuck the India characters Chuck and the India meets pride and, Pre- and pride, pride and pride prejudice, prejudice meets and prejudice. every iconic woman producer and Sanket Malik amazing amazing i i think he's going to be right <laughs> uh kind of shy oh fun wordplay uh said it was so refreshing to hear the old versus new money discourse from an indian lens thank you actually we didn't even uh, think about it that way um such great points uh, made me check myself us two sister <laughs> same to same every week on rd yeah <laughs> this conversation i'm like uh yeah actually i was like because that one really hit na if you see a settle guy or if you have yeah. a job suddenly all your principles will go i am toss. a bad feminist oh my god yeah and especially like with gul and understandably so with how much she's seen culture and discourse grow yeah it really hits right because yeah. like you're like wow i like my feminism is running on the backs of so much yeah and it's so easy to forget that yeah and and i think also you know it's interesting to see somebody who's like a morally charged feminist yeah because it feels like when that era of like very post, jaded yeah, yeah very jaded like pro- it's interesting when yeah. you do yeah. set the, set it up to be like you are yeah. accountable actually exactly and also gul i mean considering how she is speaking she also meets people from so many different stratas and she writes about so many different stratas i feel like 
I mean, it really hits how much of a metropolitan sort of big city discussion you're having. Yeah. Um, Nishikanda Joshi said, love this episode. Thank you, Nishikanda. Love you too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get love if you love the episode. You do. This I is very conditional, our affection is. Half call back. <laughs> Rewind says, I'd have loved to hear you guys discuss luxury a lot more. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in this format, while I enjoy it, I miss the extent of depth that's possible to tap into per topic. Actually, yes, that is a very good point, uh, Rewind. Sorry to be calling you that. We don't know your name. But um, yeah, we've actually been talking about that. I think maybe next time when we do have a topic that we can go into full detail, we'll do that. And sometimes, you know, when there's topics that we've discussed previously, that's just sort of a cultural update, maybe we'll do this format. We can always sort of go to and fro. Yeah, I'm curious to know what, what they think about a guest episode. Like yeah. Does it feel more like it has more depth or like exactly. comment again? Let us know. Rithik, hello Rithik, old friend. It is so true that the US pop culture is all we consume and talk about. Exactly, I mean... I think we talk about like the idea of the coconut, which is brown on the outside and white on the inside. Yeah. And that happens so often also because the internet is shared and US's pop culture dominates. It's so easy to sort of get into all of it. Uh, yeah, we are really. He says in any emergency, we sure are dialing 911. I can't tell. So really late in school, I didn't know that wasn't our police number. Thankfully, nothing happened that I had to call yeah. it. But yeah, thanks for the shout out. Love you too, man. Um, you didn't say you loved us, but love Nina you. Nina loves everybody who loves our episodes. Yes, I do. I am. It's a very conditional. I am very democratic with my love. And uh-huh. <laughs> the one rule is you have to love our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, stay tuned for our next episodes and say bye to Gul. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much, Gul. It was lovely talking to you. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by TS Studios, the production company that brings the Swaddle's creative point of view to original podcasts and films.